Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to start talking to your kids about financial literacy? Meet Greenlight, the debit card and money app that teaches kids and teens how to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest with your guardrails in place. Parents can send instant money transfers, automate allowance, and more. Plus, keep an eye on spending with real-time notifications. Join more than 6 million parents and kids building healthy financial habits together on Greenlight. Get your first month free at greenlight.com ACAST. That's greenlight.com ACAST. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Um, people were surprised about uh, a lot of Hispanic folks who voted for Trump. But there's a lot of evangelical Hispanics who, you know, the fact that Trump says racist things about Mexicans or puts uh, detainees, uh, you know, uh, uh, undocumented workers in cages, they think that's less important than the fact that, you know, he uh, supports their views on no gay marriage or abortion. I just, I just want to take a moment to, to, to drink you in. For those bigger operators who aren't operating safely, um, as of uh, you know tomorrow at 12.01 a.m., you will be subject to a $10,000 fine. Get your 10 grand ready if you're going to be in Connecticut. That was Connecticut <laughs> Governor Ned Lamont uh, punishing K, uh, nutmeg staters. Is that what it is, Alice? What's a Connecticutarian? Sounds right. I don't know. Nutmeg Connecticut-er? staters. Connecticuter. I like to think that it is. I don't <laughs> think it is, though. Uh, for 10 grand, exactly. That's uh, You are to be punished because you've ticked him off. And so 10 grand for uh, if you're a business, it can be 500 grand. If you organize a gathering of people, just you walking down the street, hey, <laughs> game of football. Nope, that's $500 game of football right there. <laughs> and... 50 bucks, I believe, or 100 bucks if you're caught without a mask by the uh, shock troops down in Connecticut. Yeah, we've got them up here and they've got them down there. We're announcing the creation of a COVID enforcement and intervention team. This team will be charged with two main tasks, ramping up enforcement in key communities and coordinating local intervention efforts at the local level and high-risk communities. How local? Uh, your crockpot, to be exact. And don't screw around with us because we will make sure that you feel the pain if you go afoul of our rules. You will be subject to a $10,000 fine. He's so beautiful. Ned Lamont is just, it's just like all of the, the 
blue state uh, governors. They're all the same. A couple of uh, months ago, a bunch of folks in in um, in um, Connecticut, uh, you know, had a um, protested a bunch of like business owners, you know, oh. who said, that, "Listen, we want to um, we want to um, we want to go open our businesses up, and we want to, you know, come was on, it, you're killing us here." Was it called the Black Lives Matter? No, open no, no, your business a, protest. No, this is totally <laughs> totally different. That we'll get to that in a second. No, no, these are these oh, are. So uh, I'm guessing I'm guessing if it wasn't a Black Lives Matter one. That um, it wasn't a public health crisis. Uh, I will tell you that uh, it was not sanctioned by the governor, who is hmm. now fining people ten grand. Before you protest, why don't you take a walk through one of our ICU units? Hmm. Why don't you see the agony these folks are going through? On a ventilator, desperate to say it's like a, a one-ton person sitting on your chest. This is a new thing we've never had to deal with before. We're going to do it. We're going to get it done. We're getting on the backside of this. We're going to get our economy moving again. You'll have your job. But it won't work if we don't do it safely. You got that? Before you protest, why don't you take a walk through one of our ICU units? Take a walk through the ICU units before you protest. Now, all the riots that were happening for Black Lives Matter, and that was a little different about those. The demonstrations across the country. I was particularly moved by comments of our police chief from Bridgeport, who said, I would have been out there demonstrating as well, but I was busy keeping the peace, which they... Pretty successfully did. Wonderful. Which I'm very thankful. Today is Sunday, a day of reflection. Tomorrow's Monday. We get up and fight for justice all over again. Monday, get right back out there. We get get up and fight for justice all over again. Exactly. No, the ICUs are not an issue now. There's no meaning to mention ICUs. No, we're fighting for social justice. So get out there. Absolutely. (sighs) Ah. I want to thank everyone who marched. Okay, I get it. I get it. It's very clear to me about what's going on. Thank you, by the way. I was on. I hosted for Todd Feinberg. Quite an honor. What a what an honor at uh, WTIC um, in News Talk 1080, Alice in Hartford, Connecticut. Big uh, AM station that still does talk radio. It's a busy, um, almost like half news wheel clock too. Huh. Throw into traffic and weather. I was lousy with throws to traffic. <laughs> Is it AM or FM? It's W-T-I-C-A. FM. Wow. So- yeah. There's a there's a there's an AM. No, so, so, did I say FM? It's AM. Oh, okay. It's yeah. AM. Sorry. <laughs> I was gonna say I didn't know there was FM talk no. in New England anymore. No, they've there's an FM yeah. station there, but that's uh, I think music. But it was a it's it's a great lineup. Local hosts and things. That's and, fantastic. Yeah, it makes me makes me miss uh, you know good old fashioned talk radio. Lots of great callers. One guy was one guy was just attacking me. Uh, not really attacking me. What are you saying? It was just a good. He was just a. He's a very anti-Trump guy. All of the uh, bankrupt casinos and this and that. And your buddy and you cool drink the cooling. <laughs> and the guy was great to talk to. He was great. <laughs> Unfortunately, I was I wasn't ready. I lost track of the time and bang. While while we're going at it, me and this guy who was really Uh-oh. good. His name is Ned. Actually, his name. Well, no, his name wasn't Ned. So what it was wasn't it wasn't literally the governor of the state who called it. <laughs> no. Uh, what was his name? I think it was it Ned. Was it Ned from? Uh, no, it was Tim. Tim from a town uh, in in. But he was really good and really like a jerk, which I liked. Like, right. And uh, we were going back and forth, and then. And this is the, the the perils of, you know, you can do podcasts and never have to worry about this. Or digital radio, like I was doing mm-hmm. at the Herald, never have to worry about this. Out of nowhere, 
comes a traffic sounder. Oh, no. Exactly. <laughs> so out goes my guy I'm talking to. Suddenly, I got to fly through my windows here and find out because it's <laughs> it's the blada, 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 blada traffic center. And I got to I gotta plug that. And uh, it's a law firm is sponsoring wow. it. And then so. Uh, Did so, you have to read the weather? I know I didn't. They, they, they Mike let me not read the. Mike's the producer. He, he sensed that you weren't ready for reading. The I, I think that would have been one element too many. Too many. Although I'll do it next time. I'll read the weather if I if they invite me back there to WTIC. I will read the weather next time. But great, great bunch of people there. I appreciate it and I like it. And I'm sorry for uh, stepping on the traffic several times. Mark Christopher is the traffic guy. These guys are so talented. It's it's so fun to to work with. I mean. One of the things I miss about terrestrial radio is working with... Sorry, Pepper keeps bumping the camera in case people are curious what's going on, why I keep disappearing and Tom's camera keeps moving. It's because Pepper the dog is um, affecting our video. Oh, yeah, something's happening here. Oh, oh. She's pulling it with her leg. (laughs) Okay, yeah. So I'm saying it's just fun to work with with broadcasters and broadcast. Their timing is is perfect. They're so cool. You know, I used to do that when I used to work at 96.9. FM Talk in Boston. Yeah, but before it was a hip-hop station, if you tune to 96.9 mm-hmm. today in Boston, you will not find talk radio. Right, but. right. Eventually you may find no radio, but who knows. For I some know. reason they thought Tom wouldn't fit in at the hip-hop station. So. Which I think was a bad call on their part, and um, I'm still applying at that well, place. Well, look I at The Breakfast everywhere. Club. I think you could look good on, you could fit in at The Breakfast Club hip-hop radio morning show. Yeah, with Charlemagne the God. With Charlemagne the God. Tom. Right. Oh, they have a Tom on no. that too? No, oh. but there would be then if I was there. Yeah, but I think you could fit right in. Right. And uh, yeah, they'd be asking all sorts of stuff about <laughs> uh, criminal justice reform. And I'd be like, uh, and about uh, wheat prices. Like, uh, <laughs> You'd be saying wheat <clears throat> prices? I don't know what I'd say. I, don't know. <laughs> I wouldn't be invited. I'm not up that early. But they do a good job. And Obama was on that show today. And we've got a cut from that. President Obama. President Obama is, it is so incredible just to see what a jilted and spurned girlfriend the media is. Because Obama's back and they immediately lighten up. Oh, my God. I love you, sir. How are you? We have this cut. <laughs> Stephen Colbert is with him last night for a cut, which wasn't a cut. It was a man falling in love. It was. It was Colbert yeah. staring at Obama and being so... You know, re-spirited suddenly, so full and reanimated. Oh my, I'm alive again, sir! It was the most bizarre thing I've ever seen because this should be, this should be on the cutting room floor, but it is not. This was used in the Colbert show. You, Stephen, wanted you to see him emote and re-fall in love again. President Obama, thank you so much uh, for joining me today. It is wonderful to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's good to see you. I. It is good to. It, it is good to be seen. I've been seeing you. Obama's like, yeah, okay, I got six of these today. Can you just do stuff? And Colbert's like, no, no, I'm falling in love here right now. So it's just we're having a moment. It's good to he's it's good to see you, which is essentially him saying, I, I miss you. I miss us. It's, <laughs> it's so running into the X again. It's good to see you. Wait, is that the interview question? Because this the small talk stuff shouldn't be the show. But it is. He is so smitten and enamored by Barack Obama. Yes, it is. You on television, but it's oh, good what? to see you in person. 
That's nice. And, uh, That's got to help Shelton's. the demo in some. How old are you? <laughs> are you? Are you? I, can I sit on your chair too, sir? Is that, <laughs> is that out of line? Are you? Are you, are you, are you I, I'm 18 not, and 54. I'm not the demographic you're looking for. Sorry, it doesn't it's count. It's too late. I apologize. Uh, it doesn't count. Michelle says, "Hey." Oh, good. Yeah. Good. You know, she, good. you know, she loves you. Good. Good. Well, you look good. You look good. Too. I, I lost a little bit of Who weight. Who cares you know? about Michelle? I lost when a little bit have... of weight. You know, I'm trying to. You still studying hard? Yeah, I'm still working. You? Yeah, still doing. Uh, uh, still doing kayaking? Yeah, I try to get to it when I can. You know, I've been busy for. You? Ah, uh, no, I wish. I just haven't been able to do it in a long while. How's your mom? Good. Good. I mean, she still has a limp, but you know, things are looking better. And she says hi, by the way. Oh, thanks. That's sweet of her. Damn it, Mr. President, I love you. Just say it, Colbert. Well, so, I've, I've really enjoyed spending some time with her over the last four years. I know. And, yeah. And, and she, she... Right now, Obama must be saying, is this an interview? Here, or, <laughs> it, or am I being hit on? Because I don't know what this guy is doing. She, she adores you. She thinks the world of you. Awkward silence. Okay. Uh, Colbert, I don't know if you're going to go in for the uh, lay one on him here or if you're going to talk more. Is this during the commercial? I think you're okay. Can we just just take a moment? Can I just? I don't, and I want to talk. I just yes. I just want to take a moment to 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 drink you in. Okay, <laughs> that's absolutely normal. That is something that a well balanced, non insane person says <laughs> to the I just former president of the United States. Jesus, Obama's going to be handcuffed to a radiator in an hour if this <laughs> continues. I just want to drink you, and you can never leave. Don't leave me again. Talk about a bunny boiler, huh? For just a moment, because <laughs> I'm having to get used to looking at a president. <laughs> Obama hates this. You know he hates this. He's not, I mean. Who would like this? No. It's, you're, it's just so great just to, to meet a god. To meet a god. I just want to, may I behold you for a moment? And do you mind if I sniff, by the way? Do you mind? Holy God, Colbert, get a shrink. <laughs> Again, you yeah. know, I've gotten out of I've gotten I, out of the habit. You got, got I got to warm up for Joe Biden. I don't want to pull anything when I see him take the oath of office. You got to ease me into this a little bit. My God, <laughs> fanboy stuff is. I mean, I saw I once saw the group uh, Hanson get dropped off behind a theater in Massachusetts in Boston. I was me and a friend were like smoking a cigarette outside of a bar. And his limo drops off Hanson. Do you know who Hanson are? Mm-hmm. They were at that time. There were three little blonde kids, and girls ran at them. I don't know how they found them or how whatever, <laughs> but they ran like they were the Beatles, and they ran at them. And they were the girls were one of them. Depending on the year, one of those girls might have been one of my friends that you know. Oh, good. Growing up, good. Well, uh, well, maybe it was her. She was, uh, she was enthused <laughs> to say the least, and she was, she wanted to drink him in, is them in, is uh-huh. what I'm saying. But that's what it reminds me of. It reminds me of the, the fan girls around Hanson from 1997. Joe's going to be great, and, and I have no Kamala's doubt. going to be great. I and, have no doubt. They're going to have big I challenges know. ahead, but uh, uh, you know, we we've got the potential. I love you, sir. Uh, what? Pardon me. <laughs> uh, returning to uh, a a presidency that is he is even his like ability to conjure up bs to fill time here for obama yeah even that's not he's like so he's so dialing for an uber while he's <laughs> saying this actually paying attention and and trying to 
you know, do right by all people and not just some. Yeah, and with that, I got to go, Steve. Been nice talking to you. I'll give Michelle your uh, regards. Thank you. <laughs> I just, I just want to take a moment to, to, to drink you in. That's really just... Honestly, I mean, I get it that he's a comedian, even though it's not funny at any time. But he's not I'm a, comedianing there. I'm assuming this like is supposed to fall into the category of comedy because, frankly, it's like pretty disrespectful to talk to the president, a former president of the United States, that way. Regardless, you know, like, I mean, I realize yeah. Obama did the interview with the Fruit Loops and the tub lady and whatever so and the, between two ferns all that junk but like i steven just buy the book i realize okay. that trump's not the most dignified person to ever grace the oval office with his presence so but i just like i don't it feels wrong to me to have stephen colbert talk to obama that way honestly I'd be yes. annoyed if somebody talked to Trump that way. Like, doesn't it feel like sort of making light of the office or something? Well, not only know. that, but I mean, is he is Obama some kind of like deity? Well, it's like what we were talking about yesterday, right? Like with the the pantheon of political and cultural gods that we have in our society and that we have to worship them. You know? He's Stephen Colbert's Phoebe Cates. No, he's it's worse than that. <laughs> It's. I mean, yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe he is, maybe he is. But I mean, if I had, if there was, if I on the street, somebody said, "By the way, I listened to the Burn Barrel podcast. A beautiful, gorgeous blonde woman, whatever." Uh-huh. And she said, "Oh, I'm so glad you're back. I'm so glad everything's great. That I can hear your podcast. I really love it." And there was awkward silence. And she said, "I just want to drink you in." <laughs> sure, I run home and tell you that I was cool, I'd also be afraid for my life. <laughs> You'd be afraid of, like, a Stephen King's misery yeah. situation? Yeah. If I can't have you, nobody can. I mean, I'm not suggesting, by the way, that that has ever happened or ever will happen. Don't don't worry about it, guys. I'm not... Uh, I expect... I assume I'll be hearing about that on social media. But Jesus, what a sicko. But hey, that's It's just are. messed up. And, like, even if it's meant to be comedic, it's unfunny and terrible and like weirdly harassy sort yeah. of like so i mean do you think that if he had like michelle obama on the show he would talk to her that way like do you think that would be considered disrespectful if he said to a famous politician woman like i just no wanted, uh, uh, i just uh, want to drink you in that would be a problem and it would be it would be rude. And so, like, why is it okay if he talks to Obama that way? It reminds me. It's funny because, like, in our health class in my high school, we had a thing. I forget why we were doing it, but it was, like, challenge. It was, like, almost like a truth or dare sort of game in the health class to, like, challenge people. Where to, is like, this going exactly? Learn else? things. So, but one of them that somebody, like, pulled out of the hat, a thing that they had to do, like, a challenge was they had to, like say to somebody in the room like I love you but so they turn it was a guy and he like turned to his friend who was a guy and said I love you instead of saying it to like someone else mm-hmm. and so that was like more lighthearted. so I almost feel like that's what it is like I don't think he would ever say this to a female politician I just want to drink you in but it's because he's a, a man it's like it makes it like more lighthearted than or just <laughs> comedy. Yeah, but he's not pretending not- to be that. He seriously was emoting. 
Right. If you watch this video, and you should watch the video, we should put a link to the video up. I did. That yeah. it's all weird intruding on a special moment for somebody in this video. It is yeah. It is weird. It's weird and uncomfortable, but it would be more weird and uncomfortable if it was a woman. Because I think we presume Stephen Colbert is a, usually attracted to women. Right. So, it like the health class thing, I think he thinks it's like, okay to like emote in this weird way because Obama's a man so it's like not going to get taken seriously but everyone who sees it is looking at it and going what is this guy saying what a creep it's bizarre but what's more is it more creepy or is it more pathetic that Colbert has that been that hurt by the past four years where nothing existentially harmful has been done to him or this country as a matter of fact but he believes that it that it has, and there's finally there was a resurrection. Well, and just... here, having moved the stone away, out comes Barack Obama. You're back with us, sir. You're back. I'm sorry I denied you when the crow made the noise. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're back with us. It's, it's so not a crow. It's a rooster crowing. A rooster. It's so. But yeah. It's so. Uh, it it's so uh, like infantile. It's so dumb. Who think it's so non-intellectual? Mm-hmm. How does this guy? How no? I guess he's been broken. I guess that's all gone. Well, it you is can religion. never do that again. You can't go back to being a smartass and making jokes, having the wise guy higher ground of you know ribbing. That can't work. You can't do that. You've uh, completely um, castrated yourself. You you can't go. You know walk around like you're king dangling anymore you're done i would think so but he apparently Holy thinks this is gonna work if, if i ever say audience. this alice i just i just want to take a moment to, to to drink you in if i say that to a fellow even if it's hugh grant i'm not drinking hugh grant in <laughs> no give me hugh grant from notting hill then perhaps there's some conflict there it's just tough Those you are- might want to drink him in I'm not drinking him in. Maybe he ran from Nottingham. I don't want. I don't want to change the subject now. Okay. Obama also was on. Um, so maybe Colbert feels about Obama the way you feel about Hugh Grant. No, no, I have not. I, I, maybe. All right. So we'll go to uh, Obama was also on the Breakfast Club, not with Molly Ringwald. Do you know? Are you familiar with Molly Ringwald? I am. You are from what? Uh, 16 Candles is my favorite. Oh, okay. But I have seen The Breakfast Club and I have seen Pretty in Pink. Is that that one? Wow, you're running the gamut. So, yeah. That's what I know her from. But 16 Candles is my absolute fave. Okay, a movie not allowed anymore. By oh, the yeah, way. that's banned. <laughs> for a variety of reasons. For her <laughs> <laughs> racial problems with it, uh, date, dating etiquette problems with it uh, yeah there are several issues with that movie. yeah but that was my absolute favorite growing up i love that compensating uh, somebody while me. handing you're them the unconscious uh the mm. unconscious physicality of your girlfriend i know jake is like supposedly the hottie yes. in that movie but uh you're gonna laugh at me but my uh crush from that movie is uh anthony michael hall who i love he was much cooler than anybody in the movie he, he was awesome. very cool he- i loved him he talks about floppy disks as I thought. Oh it was yeah, <laughs> the math club. You were in the Alice was in the math club. If you don't know, that's math club wise. Anthony Michael Hall. Unfortunately, he turned into kind of a a, a meathead stick. I think he was like trying to make up for yes the he, image that yes. he had. 
Which but, is too bad because that he right. was cool uh, as that guy. That and then uh, one of the vacations was it European vacation? No, it was the first he was vacation. In? He was in the first. Can't with people in vacation. Okay. Else. Sorry, I forget. But I did love him in Sixteen Candles. That he was my absolute favorite. Vacation was a great movie too. That first one, man, those are great movies. Also, could not be made. Vacation it featured at one point their super uh, station wagon being uh in a in a minority neighborhood being relieved mm-hmm. of its hubcaps by some locals yeah and this scene as a uh, problem I, I the whole damn movie's fun all those movies are funny even if they're they're horrible Banned forever woke, yeah uh you know uh, victimizations uh on people I'm, I'm sorry i'm losing words alice i didn't tell you yet but i've been on wtic news talk 1080 for three hours. I know. My mind is almost this gone. This is your fourth hour of talking into a microphone. So thank you for drinking me in, regardless of the phone is ringing. Or, hey, Anson. But uh, Obama was also on the um, the Breakfast Club this morning, which is why we started talking about Breakfast Club. And he had some interesting to say about the newest uh, white people, I guess is what they are, is considering they've now lost their intersectionality points. Um, people were surprised about uh, a lot of Hispanic folks who voted for Trump. But there's a lot of evangelical Hispanics who, you know, the fact that Trump says racist things about Mexicans or puts uh, detainees, uh, you know, uh, uh, undocumented workers in cages, they think that's less important than the fact that, you know, he uh, supports their views on, you know, gay marriage or abortion. So where do we start with this, Alice? Where do we start with this? I would start with the fact that Obama himself was saying, sure, I mean, these Hispanics, Trump was the big racist, but these Hispanics, I mean, it must be for religious reasons that they liked him because other than that, there's no reason. Other than that, they'd have to be stupid to like him. They have no reason to like him because they're a monolith. They're people, they're one uh, people who should know better. They should know better than to vote for Trump, but they didn't because of their religion, which is not something we envy anyway. I mean, that's essentially what there was. There are other problematic parts of that, including kids in cages, that this guy has the audacity. Because instead of asking him questions when Obama was putting kids in cages, they said this. I just, I just want to take a moment to, to, to drink you in. They could have asked about the kids in cages no. during the Obama administration, but nobody did. That's an Obama enterprise. Right. He's Mr. Cages. He's Mr. Drone Strikes. He's Mr. All these things that they supposedly don't like when Trump does them. And, I mean, it's fine. Uh, you know, there, there are realities that you have to deal with when you're actually president. Like, remember, he didn't shut down Guantanamo Bay either. All these things he swore up and down at Guantanamo Bay was going to be closed any minute for, like, the whole presidency. And She's it just never for was. Paul Gitmo. And, and you know, when you're president, there are realities that you have to face. Sometimes you have to deal with the reality of the fact that people, human traffickers, are showing up at the border with children that aren't theirs and leaving them there. And you need to, like, find places to put them and deal with them and process them and all this stuff. And our system's not capable of handling it. And that happened to Obama. And that's when the cages got built. And... You know, I don't necessarily blame him for the fact that 
there were these choices and they didn't necessarily handle it the best possible way. And Trump has continued on these policies because Congress won't pass legislation to come up with a an immigration policy that makes any sense whatsoever and is a functional way to run a border. So, you know, there there are these realities that presidents have to deal with when they're not just talking out there on the campaign trail and they have to actually put policies together and and things actually happen. You can't actually just release all the terrorists from Gitmo. I assume that he saw the actual files on the terrorists and said, my God, <laughs> we can't actually release these people. Shoot, what do we do now? So... But that's not you true. Know, Nobody lies about campaign promises. That's just Trump in the wall. That's, <laughs> that's no, no people don't don't. So I get it. There are reasons he was a pragmatist. Ultimately, at the end of the day, he did what he had to do. He wasn't the progressive darling he was made out to be. The one thing that he really, really, really pushed for and got done was Obamacare, and that probably cost him the rest of the his political mm-hmm. capital for the rest of his presidency. Well, in so, his own obstinance. Remember, this is not a guy who would deal with Republicans. You right. can buy anybody off in Washington, D.C. You have to be willing mm-hmm. to wheel and deal, which is one of the tragedies of the Trump administration for Democrats. They spent the whole time kvetching and you know being like Colbert and hyperventilating. Yeah. And they had two years. They could have wheeled and dealed with this guy. He was absolutely oh, ready yeah. to play ball. He would have dealt with them easily. He doesn't. He has no loyalty no. to the Republican He'd be happy Party. To bring Are you Nancy Pelosi me? in just as quickly as he was happy to bring, oh, yeah. bring Paul could, Ryan in? If he could make a deal with the Democrats, he would have been doing. I fully believe he would have been doing infrastructure all over the place. It would have been. He would have been spending to make the Republicans pull their hair out in Washington if the Democrats would have worked with him. But they couldn't because they just saw Hitler part two and that's like all they could think even though obama did the same stuff the kids in cages all this stuff yeah i mean the audacity he has now to go on radio shows and say well well, trump put kids in cages like really really trump put the kids in the cages you put the kids in the cages too come on not like i not one scandal scandal (laughs) not one scandal fast and furious benghazi irs like come on it's so ludicrous colbert talked about benghazi all the time it was a it was a punchline to a joke benghazi benghazi Benghazi. yeah punchline to a joke it's so funny but people are delusional i was when i was like prepping for the show i looked through the comments on these clips of like him talking to charlemagne the god and people saying this stuff like that we're saying and there's all these people all these like people with blue wave emojis in their profiles and this and that and they're saying like oh no like because somebody said like oh obama was elected not supporting gay marriage like how can people say trump is anti-gay he's the first president and this person goes oh trump still opposes gay marriage he still is against gay marriage and obama changed and grew and then he was for gay marriage later like are you out of your mind trump brags about being the first president elected who's for gay marriage you know like i don't the reality that people live in it just it's not it there's no easier way to put it but it's not true the world that they're living in and the things that they imagine about trump and about obama and the narrative that they have in their head about how the story went it it doesn't mesh with reality at all it's just funny like and i mean i think obama has now bought the narrative he well, believes I mean, the story he, well, of his presidency well, uh, 
He's got a capitalistic interest in <laughs> packaging up the narrative and selling it to us. Uh, and he, that's what's happening right now. And on on uh, Black Friday and Cyber Monday, you can get your Obama books, and those will be uh, unbelievable. all over the place. But it's interesting. Is this his third autobiography? Yeah. The first one he wrote before he was 30, I think. <laughs> Um, the the thing is, <gasps> by the way, what's going to happen with Black Friday? Are people going to run into the Walmart? And yes, they are. Beat the crap out of each um, other. So, as you know, I work in a store. Uh, a big store. It Black Friday was a uh, Black Friday prep was well underway. Really, they are ready for it to be hopping in there. What do you need, like uh, guard towers and things and Klieg lights? It's so Thanksgiving is canceled, but Black Friday is absolutely on. In case you were wondering. What the real American religion is, <laughs> but well, how can stop. they do that? Because if they, if any of the, if if your two people are reaching for the same TV, or three people, then I believe there comes a uh, heavy sanction with that. You will be subject to a ten thousand dollar <laughs> fine. What about the fines? How can you do that? Well, they'll be wearing masks while they fight over the TV. But aren't socially distanced. That's a thing. And how come the well, poor restaurants can't have more than maybe. six people in them? Uh, or else they got to pay. You will be subject to a $10,000 fine. $10,000 fine. Oh, if I got a $10,000 fine right now, I just go to two rooms over and one floor up and blow my head off. <laughs> $10,000 fine. Imagine that. I, was, I talked to a woman tonight I... who runs a little diner and they've barely oh. held on. And they, the the... The health department comes right down on them. No, 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 no. Don't you do that. Jesus. This has been... Anyway, it's it's the Thanksgiving show, Alice. People will be listening to this during Thanksgiving. Even though I think we should do a show on Thanksgiving. I think we should. I'll be there with you. I'll be there with you. Romantics? I don't have that. Show Friends? No? You have to show Friends. Yeah. Yeah, that was still on in my yeah. era. All of us who were drinking in bar stools in 1993 were drinking on couches in 1994 because of friends. Oh. Yeah, and all the bars moved like couches in. So you could all Is like Is that like out. the we living like room bar? Is that was that a bar that had couches? Uh, I There's a couch on yeah, the Yeah, it was. Book, living, well, now couches is kind of a thing, but it was back then in the early 90s, it would have been our house west. So our house in those this is in Boston, guys. I'm sure if you our house was the big couchy one. Okay. You know, and that was really all friends did that for us. You know, it was important. Who cares? Yeah. It was, yeah. must have been before my day, I think, a little bit. That was, um, I don't want to tell you the story. Yeah. But anyway. You learn a lot, Alice, being a single young man with no social skills. And you just learn a lot. There was, there was a time, I think I told you this. There was at one of the rooms in this bar. It was me and two other guys. And, and we were talking to these three girls. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Jesus. And I wanted them to come back to our apartment, you know, and hang out and, you know, you know, one thing, whatever, you know, what you would want when you're 21, right? Mm-hmm. And I shouldn't say that. Nothing bad. Nobody dies here. And I didn't, uh, drink anybody. I just, I just want to take a moment to, to, to drink you in. But I had so little game that I said, okay, guys, why don't we, uh, you know, get out of here. I was saying to the girls, and we'll go to my apartment, hang out there. You know, then we mix a couple of drinks and, you know, whatever. And the girl said, no, no, we're, we're having fun here. Thanks so much. 
And I was like so pathetic that on one occasion, and my two friends remember this, Mike, well, one of the guys has passed away since, unfortunately. But one guy, Mike, you know Mike, mm-hmm. was there for this. And no, actually, I think John might have been the other guy who's, oh. who's who we know. Who's not dead. Who's not dead. Right. <laughs> or maybe. Uh, and, and, I, and I'm like, and I was so, I, I, I didn't understand, like, why not? Why wouldn't he come <laughs> back to our apartment? This is ridiculous. I mean, it's of all the things in the world here, it's, it's like, uh, you know, 11.15. This bar's not open forever. These drinks cost money, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to be availed of uh, one of these beautiful women in, uh, or whatever it was. It was pathetic. So, so I remember, so, so they're like, no, we want to hang out here. We're having fun here. And apparently I got like upset. And I said, according to those guys, I don't think this is accurate. I said, well, come on, come to, go to my place. Come on. And they were like, no, we're fine. We're hanging out here. <laughs> we don't want to yeah. go to your place. And I was like, just come out tomorrow. And we don't want to end up dismembered. Yeah, in the and eventually, of a like car. they said that I was like eventually like yelling. I was like, <laughs> "Come on!" And the two guys. I remember Mike took me aside and said, "Tom, what are you doing? <laughs> You're yelling at them." <laughs> now they you, really don't want to go back yes, to their apartment. They are leaving this part of the bar and will probably not return to this part of Boston for at least a decade now because <laughs> you're yelling at them because you're this petulant child who wants to skip all the appropriate steps that require skill and charm. That and does by, sound like you, though. By <laughs> And by dint of your own anger and passions, <laughs> demand with this weird court order <laughs> that they have to go to your apartment. I mean, I think it was it was more, I don't, I don't even know if it was creepy more than, the way they tell it anyway, than it was just... Bullying? Yeah. Well, that's Come why on. it sounds like, like that's what, you. I mean, that's what I mean, Tom, look at the world. It's 1994. Look at the world and the way people act and men in movies act, the kind of men that women love. <laughs> None of them are saying, hey, come on, let's go get a drink. Come on. Come to my... <laughs> to yell them into submission? They're, they were like, sayonara loser. <laughs> and like, even before real social media, put out the signal for... <laughs> that guy is a loser. And I had the aura on me for like three years, just walking around like women just start something, just get a chill. He yells at people. <laughs> you still idiot. yell at people. That's not true. I defend myself from your fiery you barbs. You defend, or you, but like if we have someone over our yes. house, you'll yell at them to not leave, to stay. Well, because if I don't, they'll leave. <laughs> Well, you yeah. just keep bullying. Yes, because people have free will, and I have to counter it, or else they'll leave and do what they really want to do. You see? I'm not so, the sick yeah. one here. I'm not the sick one here. So, yeah, every- that's why it sounds like you. It's like an early stage of that, that you hadn't perfected the art of yelling you know at what? people. To- you know what? You're fine. Ten grand. You will be subject to a $10,000 fine. Me? Right. Yes. No more thinking for yourself or taking me to task. I will yell at all of you. You understand? I will hire people to keep you in line. We're announcing the creation of a COVID enforcement and intervention team. Yes, back then it was the Shattuck Enforcement and Intervention Team. <laughs> and they wanted you to leave the Our House bar and go to his house. So he could attempt in the most lame, non-game, non-chivalrous, uh, non-romantic, <laughs> truly toxically dorky, losery <laughs> way in the face of the earth to try to be romantic with you. And it wasn't going to happen, and it didn't happen, and so he was made to yell. So you did this to me, Alice, 
just so you know, which is why I can finally look at the woman again. It was finally back here again. How's Michelle? Hope she's good. President Obama, thank you so much uh, for joining me today. It is wonderful to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's good to see you. I, it, is good to, it, it is good to be seen. I've been seeing you on television, but it's oh, good that's... to see you in person. That's nice. And, uh, that's got to help the demo sends... in some. How old are you? Are you? Are you? Are you, are you, are you, are you... Your... Jesus, he was me. Come back to my apartment now. That's it. <laughs> I get to have you now, President Obama. <laughs> I get to have you, and I get to drink you. I just, I just want to take a moment to to, to drink you in. Uh, maybe I should stop talking, Alice. It's been a long day. Let me check my... You can fill, Alice. I'm going to check my... Uh, <sighs> check my yeah. mail and make sure everything's um, going on. Yeah. Colbert is incredible. Um, I guess Obama is his religion, pretty much. He's been... Uh, you know, it's almost like they've been in a movie to go back to like the movie and superhero thing, right? But like the Obama years, that was a new hope and then now they've had um the Empire strikes back for 4 years here, but finally, finally they're on the way to uh the return of the Jedi now with Joe Biden and I fear that like Star Wars, uh, the it's going to turn out the middle installment was the best one and the most entertaining, certainly. But, uh, yeah, I'm running out of stuff, Tom, so you're going to need to hop back in here, play a sound or something. <laughs> a friend of mine who's a Democratic consultant tweeted okay. something very funny. This guy, Jeremy Diamond, tweets, News, Trump is expected to join Giuliani in Gettysburg, Pennsylvania tomorrow, where GOP state lawmakers are holding a hearing on allegations of voter fraud. This guy retweets it with a comment saying, Gettysburg total landscaping? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Poor Trump. (laughs) You're going to miss this, liberals. You're going to miss this. Ah, that was Um, good. That was good. Hey, I hope you're enjoying your Thanksgiving or will enjoy your Thanksgiving tomorrow. I would like to know what you will do... um, you know, after you're pretending to enjoy your turkey, because turkey's not delicious, obviously, unless you're freaking. Ours tar- is going to be delicious. No, it's not. It'll be fine. I've been brining it. Yeah. It's going to be. You can awesome. brine it to try to taste un turkey as much <laughs> as you want to. Brine the turkey is always mediocre. It's going to be great. No, it's not. I it'll, have it'll be- four versions of cranberries oh, in this geez. house right now. I love the holidays. I oh. love them. I love the holidays so oh. much. Four oh. versions of cranberries. I have oh. a homemade cranberry sauce, a jellied sauce, uh. Berry shaped sauce. Oh Jesus, Alice! And and dried cranberries that are going in one of my other side dishes. Jesus. So it's really we're all in. I have Martha Stewart without the money, essentially. <laughs> that I have, who I yeah. like, by the way. So um, no, yeah, it's so not so. That... So when with the well, turkey, obviously is useless. But but so the two good things about turkey are this: are uh, one, it. After all is said and done, turkey sandwiches are good because they include bread and mayo and whatever else you want to throw in there. Two, turkey tetrazzini, which I believe I made last year a couple of times. Do you remember? Mm-hmm. I do remember Which that. is Which is making chicken salad out of chicken bleep completely because it makes turkey into a cheesy pasta dish. So once your uh, turkey is done, I will uh, reinvigorate it mm-hmm. and dress it up and I will drink it in. And it will be delicious. And I will be happy, and it was good. Let's see. What else are we having? 
I have multiple Are we types really of there, Alice? Potatoes? We're so out of content that we're at, what else are we having? Well, where's the, the audio? I don't get to drop what audio? in audio. What audio? What else do you want? I have stuff I played today. There are demonstrations across the country. I was particularly it's Connecticut oriented. Of our it is Connecticut oriented. Do you have I sent you Larry Hogan? Uh I did grab that. Where is when it? When he said that not wearing masks is the same as let drunk me, driving. Hold on. Let me let me drink that in. Hold on. Larry Hogan. Hogan. Well I'm... singing at Thanksgiving is the same as drunk driving, I believe. Mm-hmm. Here we go. I bring you Lawrence Hogan. Governor of the great state of Baltimore. Well, Rhino. it's it's sort of like what? Rhino. Right. Well, it's it's sort of like saying I have a constitutional right uh, to drive drunk. This is about not wearing a mask. I have a constitutional right to not wear a seatbelt, or to yell fire in a crowded movie theater, uh, or to not follow the speed limit. Uh, it, it's you know we're talking about a quarter. Do constitutional rights work in negatives? I have a constitutional right not to follow the speed limit. A million people dying already. You know, more than, you know, the, the, the Korean War, the Gulf War, and the oh, Vietnam War geez. added together. Uh, which part don't you understand? You were- less than cancer? Can we, do we have an out? To, uh, uh, how about less than all the other reasons the people have died over the years? If it's simply a game of numbers? Wear a mask. It's, there's no constitutional right to walk around without a mask. This is, we did it in, in, in uh, 1918. I don't know why we can't do it now. Let me ask you something. If I drive drunk and I hit someone with my car, then I think there's a pretty clear cause and effect there. You know, like they're dead from my car running into them. Like they're wounded and battered and banged up and bones broke from the vehicle that I was behind the wheel of driving into them. I don't know that wearing a mask or not wearing a mask works the same way necessarily. So by the way, the when we did everything right during the Spanish flu, mm-hmm. um, 675,000 people died in the United States, which I believe is more than the Korean War, more than the Vietnam War, more than World War II, more than the Civil War even, uh, more than the Grenada, more than Iraq, more than Afghanistan. It might be more than all of them. 500 million people or oh, uh, 50 million worldwide, 500 million contracted the virus, 50 million worldwide died, which is more than a lot of wars, Larry Hogan, because that's how we tabulate everything. It's about wars. Right. The Spanish flu, you're right. Everybody had masks on. Yeah. And a bleep load of people died. I don't recall And also, services. it's considered in the per- in Spanish flu, maybe it's apocryphal, maybe not, but that the 1918 Red Sox World Series was a spreading event, was a seeding event. Uh, that they played the World Series in the fall, and that led to the spread of all of this stuff. But, you know, in the World Series, you're just a social distance as you are for celebrations of Joe Biden being elected president and the Black Lives Matter stuff. The Spanish flu uh, 1918 example doesn't work for you if you're pro-mask. I think it works quite against you. So help me God. Yeah, I mean, I, I just... This stuff is so self-righteous and ridiculous. You have Larry Hogan saying this stuff that people who don't wear a mask, it's like they're driving drunk. And that's how you end up with uh, Hale Powell over in Ashburnham spitting on people because they're not wearing a mask. Because he feels justified because it's as bad as being a drunk driver. You know, I have COVID. (laughs) I have COVID. I've been tested positive. Get back here. 
Help! You okay? Help! No, Help! you won't be soon. Help! Stop it! <laughs> that is not. That's you're, arrogant. You're completely just, arrogant. Are you video filming or? Hail should be called rain, right? Mm. Right. But I can tell you one thing: if uh, a bunch, if um, you know, two Muslim women were walking in the park, and a Trump supporter in a MAGA hat did that to them, do you think that Trump would be called out for his rhetoric at all that led to that hate crime? Because I'm pretty sure that Trump would be held personally responsible for the actions of a person in MAGA hat who did something like this. So what about this? This guy is literally repeating the rhetoric of Charlie Baker, repeating the rhetoric of Larry Hogan, repeating the rhetoric of Andrew Cuomo and all these governors and Joe Biden and all of them who are saying people who go outside without a mask on are as bad as drunk drivers. Literally killing people. So why shouldn't you spit on them then? Right. Doesn't the rhetoric lead to the event? That's how it seems to me. I don't know. But uh, I don't know when they're going to tone down their irresponsible rhetoric here. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Alice. Before we go, we should say, uh, everybody, thank you so much for all the support. You've been awesome. We appreciate it. Appreciate all the emails and direct messages and text messages and and everything else, and uh, it's it's awesome getting the back and forth with you. We'll try to be better at reading more stuff. Uh, you know, we already have gotten better at reading more stuff. We'll try to breathe you in a little bit more. We are uh, Colbert to your Obama, and uh, and everything you're doing is is uh, we appreciate it. I know that you've got your own lives and stuff to do, and there's a lot of great podcasts out, out there, but we appreciate you listening to ours. And and we'll just keep at it as long as you're going to keep listening and uh, and and keep going on and we'll try to do one tomorrow and uh, and we'll see. Hopefully, you don't get arrested tomorrow. Hopefully, you don't uh, get fined. You will be subject to a ten thousand dollar fine. Right. Hopefully, you won't. Uh, nobody will uh, bang in your door. There won't be thermal viewing binoculars that uh, that catch you. Uh, you know, with too many crock pots heading into a house, you never know. There are a lot of rules. Avoiding direct contact, including handshakes and hugs. Keeping music levels down to avoid people singing or trying to shout over the noise. And you're probably going to hear this three or four times from me between now and Thanksgiving, too. Because if you look at what happened in Canada, and their Thanksgiving was in October, two weeks later... Now is the time to do what you're told. (laughs) We're announcing the creation of a COVID enforcement and intervention team. You can approach a degree of normality. Christmas is probably not going to be possible. Yeah. Avoiding potluck style gatherings and having one person serve all the food so multiple people are not handling the serving utensils. Is there anything else you can think of to add to the list? One person to feed them. It's like the the rings and Lord of the Rings. (laughs) (laughs) It's a COVID Thanksgiving. Follow the orders and wear your mask. Don't send your kids to school. The state knows the way to keep us all safe if we follow the COVID rules. Follow the orders and wear your mask and keep your business closed. We hope you'll be fine while you can make a dime and Amazon grows and grows. We hope you'll be fine while you can make a dime and Amazon grows and grows. Follow the orders and wear your mask. Don't stay up past 9 p.m. 
Keep washing your hands and don't see your friends in groups of more than ten. Follow the orders and wear your mask and stay six feet apart. No hugs for mom till COVID's gone. We need you to be smart. No hugs for mom till COVID's gone. We need you to be smart. This is great. I'm having so much fun. Oh, isn't this wonderful? Yeah. Oh, I love COVID Thanksgiving. Remember what happened in Canada. Mommy, I just counted. The neighbors have 12 people over. Should I call the hotline? Yes, Susie, you know the number. I hope I get to be the government-authorized food server this Thanksgiving. I'm sorry, honey. Your brother's doing that this year. But you can have the job on Christmas. Uh, I mean, a degree of normality day. Follow the orders and wear your mask and turn your music down. Don't sing any songs or stay too long or pass the food around. Follow the orders and wear your mask. Don't travel out of state. If you are lax when you come back, you must self-isolate. If you are lax when you come back, you must self-isolate. Follow the orders and wear your mask. Keep an eye on who's next door. If they gather in groups, we'll send the shock troops any cost to win the war. Follow the orders and wear your mask. They know what's best, they say. There'll be no fun till the cases are none, for this is Thanksgiving Day. There'll be no fun till the cases are none, for this is Thanksgiving Day. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Thank you so much. Have a great holiday, Alice Shattuck. Um, yes, you can follow us on Twitter at Burn Barrel Pod, on Facebook.com slash Burn Barrel Podcast, on Parlor Burn Barrel Podcast. Uh, you can also email us, Burn Barrel Podcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on YouTube, subscribe to our channel, Tom Shattuck's Burn Barrel. Like those videos, make some comments. Say la vie. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code Buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hello, this is Danny Pellegrino, host of the Everything Iconic podcast, and I'm here to tell you all about Splash Refresher, because hydration is mandatory, but boring is not. Now, I love my water, but if I don't spice it up, I'm not going to finish what I took out of the fridge. That's why I love my Splash Refresher, which is flavorful, delicious, bright, hydrating, and zero calories. The wild berry flavor is my fave. No, wait. Is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? All five craveable Splash Refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. So get hydrated and enjoy it with Splash Refresher. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. <laughs>